If you find value in the content we provide, consider the tip jar. All the details are in the show notes of every episode. Thanks in advance. If you find value in the content we provide, consider the tip jar. All the details are in the show notes of every episode. Thanks in advance. Hey, all, and welcome back to another Friday Finds. And with me, I've got Lynn. Hey, Lynn, how's it going? It's going great. Glad to be back. So what are you going to kick us Kick us off with today? What are you going to kick us off I'm with gonna today? I'm going to kick you first with... <laughs> okay. <laughs> the EU is kicking us with its silly rule about making us, making manufacturers um, make their batteries easily replaceable. So there's a new EU law that is going to force manufacturers to have easily replaceable batteries in their laptops, uh, iPads, phones, and, you know, tablets, whatever. And, of course, Apple has actually started doing this to a certain extent. They do have their own toolkit that you can purchase. You know, used to be they would really put lots of screws in it and glue it down good um, so that you couldn't replace the battery unless you were a technician. But they have loosened up on that, I think, because of these EU regulations and some others. And the EU says, hey, we need to, you know, reduce the e-waste, which is a huge problem. And I'm not a my a tree hugger myself, but I definitely, I think I have about five or six computers, several gadgets around here that are just, they've outlived their usefulness. So they're just sitting there. And I keep thinking, I can't just, you know, we can't just keep um, getting rid of old phones and just throwing them in the landfill. That is crazy because we go through devices so quickly um they're obsoleted so fast that yeah it, i can definitely see where they're coming from with the whole environmental thing and i think it's also part of this right to repair movement and this is sort of a you know broader global effort um, initiative to sort of allow users and small repair shops to start fixing things. The idea here is it creates jobs for people. It sort of allows people to have more control over their tech and it it will make it so that it won't be able to be obsoleted so quickly. People will be able to replace parts and things like that. So the European Union, they have a law that's that right now is in their parliament being um, being voted on, and it has widespread support. So, and basically, what they want is this for the spare parts to be the spare parts in the manuals to be accessible and inexpensive or affordable, I guess you could say, so that people can start to re- do their own repairs or take it to their local shop to be repaired. 
Which so, is a good thing, I think. I mm-hmm. mean, why do you need to... Oh, my battery doesn't have any life left in it. Right. Oh, you need a new phone. Yes. Uh, I mean, yes. not everyone wants to buy a new phone. If your phone is in great shape aside from the battery and it's going to cost you, you know, $50, $100 to replace the battery, that would be worth it, you know, to keep your phone running if there isn't any other issues with it and you're not interested in buying a new phone at that moment. Right. So, of course, manufacturers have concerns about this, right? The first concern would be safety. So if I know that some of these batteries can be dangerous, if not installed and handled correctly. Uh, And manufacturers are saying, hey, if people are not trained properly, they're doing these repairs on their own. uh, They're not aware of the, the dangers of these things. And so that's one concern. Of course, another one is the introduction of malware into these units and also the sort of the sort of the inability of manufacturers to protect their their trade secrets, essentially. And you can disassemble these things and anybody can get inside them. But the idea there is they manufacturers trying to protect their um, their trade secrets and things like that. So, you know, there are pros and cons. Also, I saw an article somewhere where they're saying how the European Union uh, is, I don't know, they just seem to really be picking on Apple. Nah, I think like, it's everybody. I, I mean, it's not just Apple, I guess, but no. They're doing Sometimes it with Google I think it's American companies the that companies they're picking well. on. Um, they want to be, I think one of the, the things that the European Union wants to do is to create their own industry. Um, their goal is to become more of an industrial hub, another Silicon Valley, I guess. And that's something that they've been thinking about and planning and considering. So yeah. I I can definitely see both sides of this. Yeah, we'll um, have to keep an eye on it and see how things go in the next coming months and yeah. in the time that the new devices come out at the end of the year. So we'll just I have to keep track of this. I don't think I'll be taking a screwdriver to my phone anytime soon, but you just never know. Yep. Next, we're going to talk about an app that many of you probably use, but many may not know about, and that's Tweez Cake. And Tweez Cake is a, a Mastodon client. It's also a uh, a Twitter client, and it's has it's sort of lightweight in terms of memory usage. It's made with accessibility in mind, so it works well with screen readers and things like that. And it has gotten some updates, and it and they've added some new features, and they've squash some bugs but you know tweez cake is a nice little app um and if you i know that everybody seems to be using or a lot of people seem to be using mona for their mastodon client but you may just want something simpler you may want something that is uh, made with accessibility in mind so tweez cake might be something that you might want to try um, it's spelled T W E E S E C A K E, 
And the, their website is tweezcake.app. So, and it might be something to, to check out. It's um, It's gotten some updates. It's gotten tons of updates. So I would go to their website, but if any of you have this client, you do you might want to check and make sure that you it is a Windows client, but it's also a Mac client. I'm not sure about iPhone. Um, I just want to say that uh Mona definitely is also made with accessibility in mind. It works great with voiceover on iPhone, iPad, and Mac. Mm-hmm. But yes, you can get all kinds of customizations. If you're looking for something you could customize in any way you want and really, really get in the weeds, you know, mm-hmm. that's a great way to go. But Tweez Cake is something a little bit more straightforward and a bit a little bit simpler. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, everybody likes a different tool for a different thing. So it's great that there's lots of options out there. Right. So our next story is going to be our Apple, Apple Pro. What do they call that? The, the phone. The, the headset. Um, oh, it's Vision Pro. Yeah, Apple Vision Pro. Yes, Apple Vision Pro. And basically, there was an article today, um, in Mac Rumors. And they were talking about, uh, well, actually. This is the 21st, so it's from the 21st. But I think I had been, I know during WWDC when we talked about this headset, um, I was sort of like, well, where, how is the accessibility going to be, you know, a part of it? Um, How are blind and visually impaired folks going to really benefit from this? Now, it does have, uh, it does have voiceover in it, the software. Um, that runs it. It has its visual search is included in this software. Um, basically, the software has copy and print abilities. You're going to have the ability to m- manipulate text, and um, it ha- it'll have a translator for 17 languages. Uh, it's going to have a whole bunch of ability to interact with and describe information around you um which is going to be awesome for blind folks as you know it's going to be able to take web content and really interact with it and so it it does have a lot oh it'll be able to describe images so here's the thought that i had mhm I know that in the when they were first talking about it, it you it tracks your hands and figure out figures out where your hands go, right? Mm-hmm. And then once it figures that out, then it has virtual things like for example, a keyboard, right? You're supposed to be able to when you have the headset on, I guess see the keyboard and you're able to type and stuff, but you know, in reality, you're just typing in the air, you know, there's no hardware or anything like that. And it would be interesting to see how do you do keyboard shortcuts and stuff like that? You know, that would be kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. But it it does look like it, you know, Apple has thought this through and that this piece of equipment, which I will not be able to afford for the foreseeable future, 
will have accessibility in, you know, from the ground up. So that's pretty awesome. I'm I'm more excited about it and I'm more excited for you guys to try it and let me know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, I will be saving my hard-earned money to maybe get one soon, but pack that piggy bank. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, that'll be another thing we'll have to track and see how it goes and you know what kind of uh improvements may- they make to the software as we get closer to the release date and i think it probably won't come out till next year but we'll see you know how it goes i do know that they released some developer kits and so developers are going to get to take a look and see how they can make either their existing apps ported to this device or maybe create new apps for this device. So we're going to just have to see how everything goes over time in the coming months. And uh, it'll be cool when it comes out and we'll be able to actually get real world experience, you know, from people to see what it's actually like. So we'll have to keep everyone updated in the future. Yes, that's right. And just quick note, we have an iOS update that came out. It's a security update. And um, it is also, it's going to try to fix an adapter problem. People were trying to use the camera adapters to charge their phones and it wasn't working out. There was a problem with it. So um, I think that's resolved now with this update. With this update, yes. And the updates come for all the things. So you've got it on Mac iPhone, iPad, and watch. So definitely get that. And uh, there you go. Yes. All right, Lynn. Thanks a lot as usual. And uh, if anyone has any questions, comments, or anything else, you can email us at feedback at unmute.show. Everyone have a great week and we'll see you next time.